Hello and welcome to this somewhat odd episode of Superhero Ethics. If you're also a fan of our other podcast, Star Wars Universe Podcast, you might have heard myself and Paul Hoppy doing a stinger where we got into a discussion of The Last Jedi and the character of Rey, and it got us into a larger discussion that the two of us had been thinking about for a long time about the way we talk about topics where there are quite a number of people with pretty horrible takes on those topics that are coming out of racism and misogyny and sexism and homophobia and all the rest of it. And and sort of how you have a conversation that's nuanced and, and respectful and making different points in the midst of all that noise. Uh, we and As we started it, it was coming directly out of the conversation we were having in that, having in that podcast. But we kept saying, okay, we're just going to go one more minute. We're just going to do one more thing about this. And we kept not doing it. And it turned into 50 more minutes of us talking about it. And about halfway through that, we just kind of acknowledged we were all of a sudden recording an episode of Superhero Ethics. And so here it is. Um, we're talking about a pretty nuanced, complex topic. And we're talking about it off the cuff. So normally, I mean, we don't rehearse what we're going to say. But we try to give it a lot of thought and a lot of consideration, especially with the more complex topics. We didn't do that this time. We were just kind of both shooting from the hip. And we're talking about a lot of things in fairly nuanced, complicated ways. And so I just really ask, um, take a listen to this. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I think both Paul and I would love to hear your thoughts on it and love to hear your input. Um, you, we get a little bit slap happy because we've been podcasting for quite a while by the point of this episode. But I think there's some really good discussion here. And I think it is more than anything an invitation to continue the conversation. I don't think either one of us is offering the last word on this topic. I think it's one that we as a fandom community are going to have to keep having. So it's probably, if we if we had a chance to sit down and plan out this episode, I think it would have gone fairly differently. But I also think in some ways this is for the best, because I really appreciate that we got to just have this off-the-cuff conversation and talk to you about this important topic. And I'm now rambling almost as much as we did that night with the stinger that turned into this episode. So I'm just going to wrap this up and say... I really hope you appreciate this episode. I hope you really kind of, like I said, if one of us says something, that admit, you, let us finish the thought. Because uh, we spent a lot of time kind of going deeper into it and pushing both of each other in, I think, a lot of really good ways. So thank you both. Thank you all so much for being a great audience. I really hope you appreciate this episode. Would love to hear what you think about it. Check out all the great episodes we're doing on The Ethical Panda. We're just about a week or two away from starting week-by-week -week coverage of Andor on Star Wars Universe Podcast. We're Twitch, we're streaming about it now on Paul's Twitch channel. All the information about that is on Superhero Ethics, so on The Ethical Panda. So uh, I'm done rambling. Enjoy this episode of Superhero Ethics. Right after this commercial break, we have no control over. I think a lot of the time, uh, the, the crux of it to me is like, I think a lot of the time you get some thing. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll say just like a piece of media. We'll say a movie, right? Right. You get a movie and a bunch of people watch it. And some people are predisposed to like it. Some people are predisposed to dislike it. And very often, or just some people do like it and some people dislike it for whatever the reasons are, right? And as is the case with probably every single movie ever made there are some things that are really you know that are good about it and there are some things that are maybe objectively have some issues right and i think what usually happens is the people who dislike the thing 
or the people who are predisposed to dislike it or have some issue with it, only focus on any of the issues and use those, kind of weaponize those to try and undermine any of the good things about the movie. And then people who really like the movie often dismiss any criticism, Hmm. especially now in these days when that criticism is frequently weaponized. And I think it can be very difficult to really either A, acknowledge, or B, consider objectively criticism that's being weaponized in a really gross way. That's fair. Um, One of the most dangerous things is to say, here's a topic that I'd like us to discuss at a later time, because we're both so bad at that. So Mm. I'm going to give one response, and then let you draw a conclusion, and then we're out. Sure. Um, I think that's very true. I think I would label the causality a little bit differently and and maybe this is part of what you're talking about with weaponized but i want to focus maybe more about this stuff mm-hmm. is that i think it is one thing to have a movie like i'm trying to find a better example of like a movie that i love that like there's a movie called keeping the faith that is one yeah. of my absolute favorite movies i think it's a love letter to new york there's a lot of things I think it's a beautiful I think it's one of the best romantic comedies ever made and I think it's a very good movie about faith and about religion and I think there are people who have very strong feelings about organized religion who are not going to find the joy in that movie that I find and I think that's completely fair and I think that or if you just like don't like the jokes I mean it's also a very New York kind of a movie um, and I mean that somewhat like yes, yes it's a, there's a lot of what I think of as Jewish humor, but also there's a lot of just like the new. It's, it, a lot of the movies about how there's literally a line of if you don't live in New York, you're kidding yourself. Um, <laughs> which, like, so I didn't say like New York snobbery. Um, right, so right, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of legitimate reasons to not like that movie, and I think that happens a lot. I think what is happening in fandom as a whole, and maybe it's always happened, and the internet has just made it a lot louder, but especially in the last ten years or so, is that Writers and directors and producers are starting to really try and and tell more stories that aren't by white men and aren't written written that aren't written by white men and aren't about white men or white white straight cis men especially, and I think we are getting a lot of pushback from that and I think we are getting a lot of, and so, and maybe it's kind of what you might weaponize but I, w- I would phrase it differently. To me, there's an awful lot of. Either A, people who are just like, I am not going to like She-Hulk. I'm not going to like Ms. Marvel. You know, all the people who review bomb the movie before mm. it's released, who review right, bomb right, the TV right. show. And so, like, I think they are actively looking for something in this to dislike. And so, you know, you get situations where, like, they're so mad about, you know, She-Hulk spoiler. Uh, I'll, I'll use something more recent. Like, they're so mad about... Um, you know, how is Miss Marvel so good with her powers so quickly? When, like, how many men in the MCU have been so good with their powers, you know? Like, also, they, like, is she, though? Yeah, like, there, there's, there's some She-Hulk stuff, you know, and, like, an awful lot of that stuff is driven by, is clearly, to me, either intentionally driven by, like, we hate this, we don't want women in the MCU, so we're going to tear it down, we don't want gays, we don't want people of color. And then I think there's the more unconscious side, which is where, like, because I do think a lot of people, myself probably included, the internal biases we have cause us to have double standards in how we look at characters. And so I do think like a lot of the critique that I hear about Ray, I do honestly believe that there are that there are things about Ray that bother them that would not bother them about a male character. 
and especially like a male like lead in that kind of a way. And so what I think happens then is especially when there's so much of that attack and like you go online and you talk about how you like these things and now you've got 20 people in your comment section attacking you for it. I think people get very defensive. And I think here's where I'll come around to where you're saying. I think what that means is sometimes that anybody who says they don't like Ray, like like when you first said you didn't like Ray as a character, I cringed a little bit. And I was like, no, Paul's so good. I don't want him to be sexist. When and did I say I didn't like Ray as a character? I think I, I think that's fair. Is that what you actually said was you were like you were you were critiquing some of the stuff about Ray's power and how it grows. And what I heard is yeah. she's a bad character because it, and that that's yeah. my whole point is like yeah. And I mean, I led with I think I like Ray as a character, but there are right. blah 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 blah. Right. I think that's fairly true. I think that's kind of the whole point is like when there's so much noise coming at people, it, it's hard to sort of separate out, and that's part of why I really like giving you a platform to be like, look. A whole bunch of people are making stupid arguments about this, but I think you've got a legitimate case to make. Go ahead. And, like, I want you to make that on the podcast. Um, but yeah, because I, I think that this could be a whole episode, I think, of superhero ethics of the way that the meta discussions make it harder for individual discussions to happen. And we might, yeah. have, we might have different feelings on why that works, but I think we both agree that like that, that overall trend is true. I think, yeah, no, I, I I agree with the vast majority of what you just said. And, and actually nothing specifically sticks out in terms of disagreeing. So I, I would say I, I basically co-sign that, you know, uh-huh. um, I, and I, I do think that the, you know, the defensiveness is warranted, right? Yeah. But like, it's still defensiveness, you know? And yeah. so I think it's like, it's, it's reasonable to not want to take an unreasonable person's Mm-hmm. argument seriously right yeah. and when you know yeah to me the main thing is like there's just people i feel like spend so little time really engaging on on the points but at the same time a lot of the people trying to make some of the points that they're trying to make are doing it in a very trollish trying to make that be the main conversation right you know and it's like i don't think the main conversation about the force awakens should be whether Ray knew too much too fast or was too powerful or this or that. Right. I think that's a reasonable thing to spend five to 10 minutes on in a one hour podcast, you know? And I think that's kind of the difference to me. And, yeah. and I do appreciate having, you know, the, the, the platform to, to try yeah. and to try in this world we live in to give a nuanced view of like, I think some of such and such criticisms make some sense, but that doesn't make it a bad character that doesn't make it a bad movie right right? it's like you know i do think it is reasonable to be like well you know luke like really was good at a lot of stuff pretty fast i think that's true you know i think it is of an order of magnitude smaller than you know and like if you're like well you could have done this first i'm like yeah you could have yeah that would have been good you know like he he does kind of seem to get over all these deaths pretty quickly you know Like, that's not always the best storytelling, but it's like, that's that's the kind of movies they're making, you know? Okay, folks. Paul and I love having these conversations. I have some responses. I lied. This, this is going to be a half-hour stinger, so hang up if you want to. <laughs> we, this, we... Should, this should just be the, the extra episode you put in the can for later. <laughs> so, oh, man. Because the last... Yeah, I would hope the last thing I'm going to say about this is, maybe I'll have a response and give you something else, but is, I think what you do... And I, like I said, I... 
when I talked about the first time you said that you didn't that the critiques you had of Ray, I wasn't talking about the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about conversations we had like years ago, back yeah, when yeah. Last Jedi came out, and I don't think you contextualized it as much as you did this time. You may well have, but so that may be completely in my bad memory. But I, I think w- what you're getting at though is that this isn't f- what I'm about to ask. What I'm about to say isn't fair, and I'll acknowledge that because okay. I think I think it is a crappy situation to have a legitimate viewpoint that it just so happens that a lot of terrible people have a viewpoint that kind of looks similar to yours. like, And that's not your fault for feeling that way. Mm. But I think that in the media environment we are in, I think it is a not that it's your responsibility, but I think it's just a lot better thing to do what you're doing of saying like, yes, I'm about to say some things that are critical about the way the character of Rey is portrayed in these movies. I'm going to acknowledge that a lot of people do really horrible things in their critiques of Ray, and I'm going to clear. I don't, you know, I like the character of Ray. I'm just pointing these things out. I don't think it's necessary, but and I don't think it's anyone's responsibility. But I think I think that kind of thing really helps because what I see what I see too often is the flip side. Like my personal favorite example of this is. When we're having yet another, like, for some reason, people are talking a lot about The Last Jedi, and you're just getting, like, you couldn't post anything on TikTok anywhere or Twitter without just a million people saying, like, saying a thing you liked about The Last Jedi mm-hmm. without a hundred people coming out of the woodwork for it. And, like, yeah, one of the things that, like, the best example I know is, like, someone put up a post, and all it was nothing to do with Last Jedi. They were saying, I love the character of Admiral Akbar because he's ugly. Or at least he's not pretty by any human conceptions of it, you right, know, like right, by yeah. or some human conceptions. But like he's not traditionally a good. He's the kind of character who normally would be a villain. Star Wars made him a hero, and that's great. That was right. the entire thing. Yeah. The first fifteen comments were all, yeah, but it was really terrible the way he got killed in 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 Last Jedi, and like he, the you know Johnson totally pissed all over the memory of him. And it's like, come on, folks, that's not the point. And so I put up a video that was just saying that. That was just like, hey, listen, if you don't like Last Jedi, that's totally fine. Make videos about why you don't like it. And if we make, if someone makes a video saying like, hey, what do you think of Last Jedi? Or saying, here's the things I liked about Last you know. Yeah, choose your battles and maybe in those spaces go in and say, okay, you invited me to talk about Last Jedi or it's my own page. I'm going to say why I don't like Last Jedi. But like, don't, don't. We know you hate Last Jedi. We know you think Rey's a bad character. Stop pushing that narrative into every place you possibly can. Mm. And then that post got 13 different comments out of 18 comments, all saying things like, well, but like the critique of Last Jedi is warranted because here's all the reasons that Rey is a bad character because she's female. And so it was just like... I think you've gotten away kind of my, my original point, but I think it was just... It, to me, it's kind of the addition of like contextualize. If you're making a point that a lot of pretty terrible people might agree with, contextualize it a bit. But and this is not saying this to you. This is just about this conversation in general. But also the, the, the picking the battles because I think, in a lot of ways, it's not just the arguments. It's the way people. And I think this can be true on every side, but can be bullies about it and can be like, yeah. "Hey, I have this agenda. I'm going to go to your post that's not about my, this agenda at all, and make you t- kind of what you're saying. Make the conversation be about." Uh, Ray Ray's powers didn't develop in a sensible way, so therefore you're not allowed to talk about anything else about Ray. 
Right. Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I think they're kind of helping you out when they do that because they're really helping you to build, you know, build a nicely well cultivated uh, block list. Also true. Know. Also true. Uh, but yeah, no, it's obnoxious. Like, don't do it. Like when people are, when people are like celebrating their enjoyment for something or just talking about something they liked, like that's that's not the place. Like, make your yeah. own TikTok, make your own tweet. You know, yeah. that's like there's there's no reason to like go and like crap on everybody else's whatever they're doing unless whatever they're doing is like you know causing harm right yeah. and i don't see how somebody talking about how they liked a movie can like really be causing harm um i'm gonna push back on i i don't like um i i think calling these people terrible people i have a big problem with mm-hmm. Um, because I think the things that you're criticizing them for, I think are very, very legitimate things to criticize them for. Um, some of the the things that they do, I think, uh, are easily classified as terrible behavior, you know, mm-hmm. awful things to do. Some of them are just like bad, you know, but like <laughs> as a vegetarian, like I feel like if you classify everybody who's like, saying a bunch of toxic shit about media as a terrible person, I'm going to have to classify like 99% of the world as terrible people. And that includes you. And like, I don't want to do that. So I can't conceptualize people this way, you know? And I feel like I do understand, like if they are personally attacking you having a a feeling about that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, But I just feel like, I feel like terrible people like the, you know, these aren't literal Nazis. And even like amongst the actual Nazis, the ones who like, you would just be like, that's definitely a terrible person. You know, it's like mostly it's a lot of people going along with like really stupid shit. Some of which is very evil shit, you know, but it's like, it's like if you live in the United States and you pay tax dollars, like your tax dollars are going to like really evil shit. Like, shouldn't we just stop paying taxes and shut the government down until they Mm -hmm. stop freaking bombing people like that would be a good thing to do but that's that's hard you know and so i just feel like you know when when you when you phrase it like with agreeing with terrible people or whatever i'm like well i i feel like that's and i i you know i respect the view but it's just to me i'm like people who are making points for I mean, I would say probably malicious reasons a lot of the time, right? And I think that's fair. I think it's people acting out of malice and like, you know, I don't believe in the force and people are on the light side and the dark side and it's that simple. You know, humans are humans. Everybody does some some bad things. Mm -hmm. Everybody does some good things, more or less, you know, and I mean, how you classify those things is somewhat subjective, blah, 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 blah. We are now 40 minutes deep into a superhero (laughs) ethics episode. (laughs) Why am I still talking? Um, But yeah, I I, am 100% with you context always matters like don't go to someone else's post and like tell them why there's actually this thing bad about that like if i'm talking about the batman and why i think it's the best well most well-made superhero movie you're like yeah but it's so dark i'm like okay just you make your own post about that you can make yeah. your own posts people you know yeah no, I, I think so it's a very good point and, and honestly i think i to pull it back to Star Wars, even though we are now in a superhero ethics episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I may well just post this on Sunday. Yeah, no, you should, you should record another thing that's like, we recorded a stinger, but that's actually going to be a superhero ethics spinoff. Then we won't have to record one of those this yep. week, right? Yeah, Or next week or whatever. So my response there, though, is um, 
And oddly, this makes me want to play poker because most of our discussions we had like this were like, wow, yeah, we were yeah, like yeah. having a yeah, snack no. before going back to poker. I feel that. Let me fire up the app. And a, anyway. a tangent with a tangent. Also, just to say, I think you are perfectly within your rights to judge me for eating meat. And like, I don't love the fact that I still eat meat. You have, I eat meat in a much more, much more thought out and attempting to avoid animal cruelty than I used to. And that's 90% because of you. And I think it's probably very possible that as I age, I'm also going to be cutting out more and more of my meat usage because I want to, for the reasons you have told me about, and, and also because of the reasons I've seen in my health, and because it's also better for my health and all that kind of stuff. So please, maybe not, you know, call 99% of our audience uh, <laughs> uh, horrible murderers, but certainly call me that anytime you want. Go for it. But, but I get your point, and here's the main thing I wanted to say about what you said. Um, you said, like, you don't actually believe in the Force, but in some ways... I think you called me out very well because I think you're right. And I think what you actually pointed out is what I think is the central message about the Force, which I think is true, which is that hating evil can become a way mm. to start to do that yourself, you know? Yeah. And I think that that, I don't think that, and I used to have that in a very like Martin Luther King, like Star Wars proves that Martin Luther King was right and Malcolm X was wrong. And like, I, I'm way beyond that. And like, I hope we don't have to come to physical violence, but. If you're in a situation where the police are literally your enemy and you have to fight back, like I'm not, I'm not gonna judge you, you know. Um, but but so I think that is a very true thing. And I think the other part of it is like, I think there's two things there. It, is that one when I say terrible people, it's not the acting on fandom that way. That that by itself is what I mean. What I mean is more when it is coming, like coming out of racism, coming out of sexism, coming out of homophobia. But even there, because again, I I, I do want. On the one hand, I want to acknowledge that I do think a lot of that I, – I think there are people who have very internalized like, – who, due to internalized racism or sexism or phobia, judge characters by double standards, and they don't have any idea they're doing it. And, like, yeah, to me, that absolutely. is separate from the person who's like, I don't want women in the MCU. I'm going to attack every movement, woman, right. every, every yeah. movie. I think the biggest thing I think was thinking about it is because I want to figure out, like, how do I talk about the fact that, yes, I think – this is a terrible group, but yes, it's made up of individuals. We need an A cab for fandom, and what I mean by that A-fab. is, like, well, <laughs> kind of what I love about the whole A cab movement, you know, which is all cops are bastards, and uh, maybe some folks on on this don't agree with that, and that's that's fine. But um, one of the things I think that that allowed me to, because I, I was sort of like, yes, the police system is fundamentally broken, but I do think there are good people who believe that they can make good change within the police system. I think they're wrong, but I think those good people exist. And the people who, like, when I actually dug deeper into the history of the, you know, of the, of the term and, like, what people mean by that, people were not, it's like, it, it's not the point, is that every individual cop is an individual bastard. Far more of them have domestic violence than, than most other populations, but still, like, there can be individually good people, but it's the idea that the institution of policing as a whole is fundamentally broken and wrong and terrible and if you're a part of that that is always going to be a part of how you are judged and 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 so that's the kind of like you can have individual nice guy cops and still all cops are bastards and i think that's kind of where i think calling them all terrible people you're right is 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 incorrect i do think if you're a bully that's wrong i think bullying over sexism and racism is wrong but yeah that that it, it, it's I think that I love Twitter, I love TikTok, but when you're speaking in 256 characters or one minute, 
nuance becomes a lot harder. And and honestly, more than anything, that's why I love these podcasts, because we get to go into these nuanced conversations. At length. <laughs> yes. At great, yeah. great length. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love what you just said. I I, I really ag- agree with all that. Um, you know, I, I prefer all cops are bad because, you know, bastards kind of like uh, a, a little bit, you know, heteronormative and, you know... Uh, do you, do you think if if Game of Thrones hadn't existed, do you think most people today would associate bastard with a person born to an unwed mother? Um, I mean, I think it's widely known that that's the etymo- you know the the origin mm. of the word, right? That's that's the etymology. Whether people think of it in as literal terms so frequently, uh, probably no. But like, yeah. but yeah, that's the word. That's where the word came from. It's a bad word. I, I would say the word has evolved past that to mostly mean just a bad person. But yeah. then you're right. I do think Game of Thrones had a pretty significant effect that now everyone's reminded what a bastard yeah. means. But also, like, I mean, I, I like, I, I prefer not, I'm not big on, like, reclamation of words, you know? Like, I'm not going to tell other people not to do it, but, like, mm-hmm. I generally don't do it where I don't feel like you can actually, like, cleanse a word of its meaning, you know? Right. Um, but, like, yeah, yeah, that's... That was a very minor point. Why am I still talking? Um, <laughs> the, We're now the, onto a second superhero ethics episode about linguistics. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I, I, I do. I 100% agree. Like, you know, those motivations exist and like they're not good. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's probably a corollary that the majority of people engaging in this behavior online are probably also doing you know, engaging in, in similar, you know, uh, <laughs> what we consider terrible behavior offline as well. Right. And that, that there's correlations there. Um, and I, I just personally think, um, you know, my way of going about it is, I, I, and I'm specifically mean my way of going about it, not like the right way of going about it, but right. like my way of going about it is to try to be like, yeah, I want to acknowledge what of what you're saying I agree with right. and then specify what that doesn't conclude in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, I mean, the, the words Mary Sue, like that's that's a really flawed idea that like I understand yeah. where it came from. Right. And there is inherent sexism in that. But like also like it any character, it's like you can't you know, I mean, you were talking about Captain America and I was like. Yeah, he like kind of can instantly do stuff pretty much in that, you know, after he gets his muscles, which seems like maybe a little bit weird. Like he might be tired and want to pass out, you know, but then again, he's tripping. I think he, I don't know, but like. We actually literally talked about this exact point on the 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 Marvel movie minutes episode yeah. that won't come out for a while later. But right, right. Because I was saying like, I saw him throw a punch at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. He does not know how to throw a punch. Right. And but. Now he did go to basic training. Like, he, he did actually do training in that movie. Like, I'm going to throw that out there. He did, like, a week of basic training while he was learning how to, uh, while they were picking, he would get the super super soldier serum. Right, like, right. Anyway, I think. I, yeah, yeah. The the point being that like a lot of people that there there definitely are double standards. And like mm-hmm. for things like if I'm ever going to call out like that a movie only has terrible male characters you know like that all the male characters are terrible i only feel comfortable doing that because i'm gonna call out the dark knight for only having one female character of consequence and her being fridged 
you know, yeah. and not having the agency or the, or the relevance that she had in the first movie, you yeah. know? And so, like, I think, like, you don't get to call out, you know, Miss Andre if you're not calling out misogyny, like, at least twice as much, basically, right? Like, there's a lot of things where we have problems kind of in multiple directions. One of those problems is does a lot more damage. Right. And if you're only focusing on the one that causes less damage because that little bit of damage is towards you, then, like, that's not cool. That's not okay. Yeah. Right. But like, if you're going to call everything out, like, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. That, anyway. That's sort of how I am. Like, uh, there's a recent controversy about some property where a character dance, a female character dances in a way that a lot of people have had a lot of objections <laughs> to. And like, there is one person who put up a post and was like, look, I swear I'm not those people. Look. And he showed the, the posts where he said, I hate Star-Lord dancing. I hate Zemo dancing. I was like, okay, you <laughs> have like the I receipts. receipts. <laughs> you yes, have the receipts. Exactly. I exactly. can believe you. And like, yeah, because exactly. that's the thing. Like, if you just hate dancing in the MCU, yeah. sure. But right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's double standards. Yeah, I, I think that's it's all such a good way to put it. So uh, thank you, Paul. This was a great episode of Superhero Ethics. That was not it. <laughs> <laughs> Star-Lord dancing and all of them dancing. That's actually like kind of an amazing plot point. Yeah, I just have it, to throw that out there. And I did enjoy the recent thing to which you alluded as much as I was like, oh, my God, I can't look. I can't look away. I can't look. I can't look away. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, I thought all of those dance moments were brilliant for their characters. Like, yeah, I think yeah, Zemo yeah. dancing was great. I think it said all of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Because there was one more question. I was Bring us out. <laughs> what? There's one more, one more question. Are we actually – Is are you going to cut this in two? <laughs> I, I'm probably going to cut it in two, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've just recorded all other episode. Um, but I think it's been a pretty short one. Um, well, I, no, I was gonna, the one. So the one other point I'm going to make, which is a total lie, but I'm going to try, is oh I do think one of the reasons why I like talking to you about this specifically is that, you know, you are kind of a social media hermit for the most part, mm, yeah. and, and I recognize that sometimes you are like I. This is sort of like praising your ignorance. I don't mean it that way, but like. I fully believe that sometimes you have these thoughts that are not affected by everyone else because you don't know what they're saying. And like, yeah, I, yeah, no, that's true. I, I think we have the receipts of this. I think it was on yeah. air. It might have been when we were just talking about it. But I remember during Kenobi, you had some like, you know, legit critiques of Riva, but they sounded like they kind of rhymed mm. with some of the horribly racist attacks on Riva. And I told you like, yeah, this, but but it's important to understand that all these other people are saying these other things about Riva, and you were like. Wait, really? Oh my god! That's yeah, terrible. no, that's, <laughs> that's definitely not at all what happened. Okay. I appreciate your thought that that might be happen. Uh, what happened? There was a time when you were referring to the, the the Tolkien white guys in the MCU, and I was like, I was like, that's hilarious, nice joke. And you're like, yeah, this has like been on social media for the past three years. I'm like, eh, I would have given you credit. I, no, I, I go ahead. I did actually see on like I I looked on Twitter after one or the maybe the second episode. Okay. of Kenobi and I was like I was bringing up like you know yeah it seems like this horrible stuff is going on you know and right. it's frustrating that like it feels like we can't just talk honestly about the character like what do you right. really think about the character what's going on you know and yeah, you definitely brought that yeah. up I I thought I, I I remember that during the first episode during the first episode was when I well, there were two episodes up, right well that what I'm saying is that the yeah, my memory is shot. I think it happened with some property. I yeah. might be completely wrong. No, but... I, I guess it's possible that I said a couple things about the first two episodes, and then the third episode is when then the whole sort of 
thing blew up, but I don't know. I, I mean, oh, people, you know what it is? I think people were talking about it after seeing the previews, which I didn't see. That yeah, that's it. I think that's probably it. Yeah, and so you yeah. first brought out the critiques, and I was like, yeah, it's important to acknowledge that all these racist people are doing this terrible stuff, and you're like, that's not what I mean, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and um, and I rewatched the the Queen's Gambit again, and I definitely prefer her performance there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Queen's Gambit is just such a good example. So here's okay, okay. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say two things. One. <laughs> There are no, no. This is another episode, right? We're actually in another episode. No, right? it's just the. Lo- I want to make this like one of our quotable taglines is. Okay, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. I gotta say two things. Um, <laughs> one, I wanted to re- recommend my friend's book. Um, so that I'll, I'll do that at the end. The Queen's Gambit, and this is gonna substantiate your point, but also my point. Okay. Right? The Queen's Gambit, I think, is one of the best. Pieces of media. I'm talking about the limited series on Netflix, which is what everybody thinks of, although there's a book that it was based on that I haven't read yet. Um, It's one of the best examples I can think of, of a character going from knowing nothing, having talent, working hard, and becoming exceptional at a thing. They really, really show that process. They show her being amazing at it very quickly, which is the thing that happens With some kids. Some kids get obsessed with chess. They have an ability to visualize. That seems to be some sort of natural aspect of it, right? Some sort of talent. But then also get obsessed with it. And the more you think about it, the faster you can improve, right? So, but then they also show her struggling. They show her losing games. They show her needing to learn things. Needing to overcome certain gaps in her chess. Studying books. A lot of books. You know, she really works at it to get to the point where then she wins some tournament that is not the world championship. <laughs> so this is a fantastic example of this, right? And it, yeah. it happens to be a female character, right? Which is which is cool because I feel like female characters, I have a problem with how many female characters are instantly powerful in a lot of the media we see because it robs those female characters of having that arc and of that accomplishment. And because I think that is a really important thing to see, to see characters working hard at something and gaining skill and gaining ability. And so when somebody, you know, with Ray, it's less of an issue because she, she, she uses the force, right? right? But like with some other characters, it's like, it just, it is like, yes, I want to see that. And my friend wrote a book called uh, Shijak, like to begin or something. So it means to begin in, in Korean, S-I or S-H-I-J-A-K, right? Mm -hmm. Her name's Catherine Yang, Master Catherine Yang. She's a martial arts instructor that I grew up with, not grew up with like as a kid, but like we both taught Taekwondo school. She still has a Taekwondo school in New York. It's about an 18-year-old who really, really, the whole thing is just about training at Taekwondo and eating food and making coffee. That's like, like it's a novel, you know? And it's like, it's, it really shows the whole training process and the process of being really good at something, but having to really work at it. Right. right. And I highly recommend that go buy it on, on Amazon or something um, or read the beginning. Uh, you know, there's a look inside. So the thing we'll about the, the show notes. Well, awesome. Nice the show notes. Awesome. The thing about the queen's gambit is that it does this better than almost anything I've ever seen. I feel like Avatar The Last Airbender does a great job of that, both with Aang, but also with um, 
with uh, Katara, right? They show yeah. they show her as well um, growing over the time. And then with Sokka, they're like, yeah, we'll give him an episode where he, you know, <laughs> learns sword fighting. But, like, the Queen's Gambit does this so well, and yet you still get that criticism. Yeah. Which, to me, underscores the fact that that sort of criticism, there are people looking to have that critique, and they don't particularly care about whether they're making a legitimate point or, like, a load of crap point. Yeah. And when it comes to the Queen's Gambit, they're like, oh, but she just, like, she, like, barely even studied and then she won the World Championship. It wasn't the World Championship. It was just, like, an invitational in Russia, I think, right? But, like, also, she really trained for, like, 15 years. Yeah. It took a while. It took a lot of hard work. It is reasonable. We have 12-year-olds who are grandmasters at chess. That's a real world thing, right? So like, it is totally believable. It's a great journey. And yet you still get people crapping on it. So, you know, I think that makes both points the best I, I can. I, I think that's a really good way of talking about it because I think you're right. Queen's Gambit captured the fact, like for me, a hero, there are generally three ways the hero can be very good at something. They can be just very naturally talented at it. Like they're just like, you know, uh, and that to me, that's kind of like, you know, in in Queen's Gambit, Beth being basically like a prodigy, you know, right. and, and her having these abilities um, or like someone who's just like a natural athlete and then becomes, you know, a great fighter or something like that. There, there's train. So there's natural ability. There's training, which yeah. is kind of that's more like the daredevil route where like no or like Batman, you know, he he just like you work at it, you train at it, you do all these things. And the third is some combination of either, like, magic or, like, you're the chosen one or you have the blood of the dragon or, like, for whatever reason, right. you're just preternaturally predisposed to be this amazing person. And I think the best stories combine some – certainly combine some elements of those first two. Yeah. And I generally don't like the third ones as much. But if they have it happen, then at least wrap it up with something. Yeah. And which also I'll say I hate the uh, – to, to me, I think part – to go back way back – I think part of why I don't like Ray Palpatine so much mm -hmm. is I think that was an ant like I think one of the biggest problems with the sequels is that the later movies and here I will blame Ryan Johnson quite a bit for this. Uh, I think Ryan Johnson and maybe with studio pressure, oh. but I think both Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker made a number of attempts to sort of placate the angry mobs, which I think they mm. should have done, and I think. Making her a Palpatine was their answer to, oh, Ray shouldn't be so powerful. And instead it was like, no, 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 all all Jedi, all force power is genetic. So it's right. Luke, you know, so I hate all that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So I think all that's true. The other thing I was going to say, though, and for this, I, I started to keep talking about it, but I literally was on the podcast five minutes ago. And so I'll credit, it was uh, Andy Nelson and Pete Wright. They kind of made this point because I was talking. I was talking in about like, why don't we see Captain? Like, why don't we see Cap learning how to throw a punch, learning how to sneak into a prison? Uh, although that Hydra prison is incredibly badly guarded, it is really uh, poorly guarded. <laughs> so, but like, and what they pointed out was, you you know, remember, like, we got to a point in kind of our culture where it was like the, the the zeitgeist at least was kind of like we're over training montages like stop giving us training and oh. that that was part of the whole like we don't want origin stories anymore just like show us characters who are good at the stuff or if the origin story is there don't show us training like i think i feel like this was before the no more origin stories thing cuz they did like four origin stories really fast and i was like all right maybe let's back off this i i think they're very connected i'm just not i'm not yeah. just talking about the mcu i think this sure, is true right. kind of across these medias yeah 
I think most of the we didn't get female heroes until we kind mm. of got to a point where we were kind of sick of training montages. And right. so I think that may be part of why. And, and, and here's again where I think you're, I think, clearly coming from a different place. But I think for some people, there are male characters who we also don't get training montages for. And the double standard there again is like, and here's where I think the sexism comes in. I, I think you can, I think one of the ways that unrecognized unconscious sexism, and I think I certainly was guilty of this for a while uh, until I really worked on it myself, is it's not that you're like, oh, I hate this female character, I, it, but it's that on some level, it's easier for you to believe that a man is good at physical fighting than a woman. And mm-hmm. so you have a feeling of like, you 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 can't believe the character you're seeing on screen and you're like so the writer should have done more and maybe they should have or maybe they shouldn't have but because part of it's that unconscious bias so yeah i think there's so much that goes into that whole idea of the training montage stuff but but yeah i think you're right i think is i think it's perfectly fair to say you wish we got like to me i think there's a big difference between saying i don't believe this character because we didn't get a training montage versus what you're saying which is i like the character but I wish we'd seen more of her development because I think that's a cool thing to see in a character. That that to me is very different than you have to justify to me this character's power or else I'm going to say she can't have that much power. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like Wonder Woman, like I don't need to see a training montage for Wonder yeah. Woman. She's Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? She can show up like Superman and just bust heads and like it's just, yeah, she's Wonder Woman, you know? Right. And, like, Captain Marvel, the same. Like, I don't feel like I need to see her. Like, yeah, she got superpowers, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's... I, and I actually really... I'm going to say, like, Ms. Marvel, there wasn't a lot of train. There was a training montage, right? Yeah. And I think the show is better because they included that. And I think if they yeah. didn't include that, it's... And I think that sort of invalidates the, oh, how did she get so good at her powers? But no, they actually had a training montage. Yeah. Would I enjoy it if they had even more? Yeah, of course. I'm never going to be over training montage. My life is a training montage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally doing some stupid, like, 10,000-hour challenge of yeah. just training. Like, you know. Yeah. It, like, to, to me, the training montage is important. But to me, even more important is when she tries to use her powers and winds up breaking a kid's leg. And, like, right. she did prevent the kid from dying. And so I think people yeah, should yeah, give yeah. her more credit. But still, yeah, it's, she it's tries to use her powers and screws up. She is still learning. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great example. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. And then by the end, she's, like, pretty good at using her powers, you know? And to me, that's, like, that's kind of like Luke in the original trilogy of Star Wars is, like, yeah. he's he doesn't do a ton of really impressive Force stuff, you know? Yeah. And, like, and yeah, I like I think there, there are things where you can be, like, well, this doesn't make sense or this could make more sense. And, that, and sometimes I feel that, but more often I do feel just, like, can I like I want to see that story like I want to see female characters but I don't I, I want to see it's like the opposite of it's like I don't feel like that bothered by being robbed of a training montage with male characters because yeah we've seen a lot of those you know yeah. and so it's like I want to see a mix of different things and we do have some right but yeah. just we we haven't had as many and part of the thing is that it's like there there still haven't been that many you know uh, like female led you know, superhero films, yeah. right? There just we, still haven't been that many. We don't have a control to compare things to. We've got like right. five or six, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a character like Black Widow, I feel like, well, she, I mean, you know, the end of the movie, I felt like, oh, okay, well, you know, this 
doesn't make as much sense as it could. But that mm. was just like the way they did it. Like she's a character who clearly had a ton of training, right? And her right. skills, like I, I am happy to see her have tons of skills that she worked really hard to get. And and she's she's like the Batman of the of the MCU right. in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really fair. You know, I think that's a that's a really good way of looking at it. And all right. I think I think we are done with tangents. I think we're done oh, with one. I, I will give you the floor for one last thing. I am done oh. with one last things. You give it one last thing if you have one, and I'll respond, and then we're done. Or we just you say none, I, and we're done. I did my two one last things already, so okay. book it. Cool. All right. Well, Paul, thank you so much for doing this <laughs> unplanned, completely unscripted. Supposed to be a what? Well, here's the thing. I special think did, episode of superhero Star Wars ethics. I think we did get a good stinger <laughs> in answering the question, and so I'll keep that. We just then went in this whole long yeah. thing, but. But yeah, honestly, this not? is a discussion we've been wanting to have for quite some time. Absolutely. And that, that I think is really important to have in fandom right now. So I think so. There we go. So there we go. Yeah, anyway. We, we aired it out. We aired it out. Yeah. Uh, so for Paul, those who don't know what you're doing, um, I have no idea when I'm going to air this. So, But you're probably going to be doing some things that are about the same. What, what, what are you probably going to be doing in whenever I air this? Yeah, so I'm still working out some of the details, but I'm I'm basically torturing myself for the next five years with like a 10,000-hour challenge of training that is either 10,000 hours in poker or it's 10,000 hours of poker, like training, not, not, not playing, playing yeah. right? Like actual attempting to improve over those hours and then playing on top of that. And possibly another 10,000 hours of, um, oh, what am I doing? I'm, I'm trying to become legitimately good at chess, not like Beth Harmon good, but like very mm -hmm. good. Um, and I'm trying to learn a number of languages, including Spanish, German, and Cantonese, and then possibly Mandarin, Toysanese, and French, and like maybe Italian. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too much. I, I need to cut some things out. I need to cut some things out. Um, I'm not sighing because of what you're doing, because I'm – in the 25 years I've been friends with you, this is not the first time you've had very yeah, yeah. ambitious goals. And, and yeah, you reach yeah. them sometimes, for sure. So, yeah. But, no, I was sighing because – I'm pretty proud of the fact that I've spent 15 minutes a day on Duolingo That's every good. day for the last 47. It's yeah. good. It's a little dwarfed by some of the <laughs> companions you're trying to do. But, you know, there you go. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm basically trying to do like 15 minutes a day of a number of different things. Also some writing and music and Taekwondo and Tai Chi mm -hmm. and yoga. Oh, my goodness. It's too many things. So but, here's what we're going to do, folks. Yeah. Uh, Paul can go on this journey. I'm going to ask them about it at various points. But also, you have to tune in to the Twitch. Because we need to check uh, yeah. out the grayness of their hair and the position of their hairline at multiple points over the next three or four years. So I'm sorry, but but just to help understand this question, you have to now watch at least check in every couple of months on the Twitch stream. So we'll see how your progress is doing. Um, yeah. So first of all, <laughs> oh, we are dear. now deep into the stinger. Of an episode oh, that only dear. occurred. This is like oh, the fourth dear. wall break and a fourth wall break. This is the stinger within the stinger. Uh, but so yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I'm I'm lost in the meta <laughs> of our meta. Um, yeah. No. I, I okay. I won't go on a rant about ageism. Um, I mean, you were referring specifically to stress. Um, you know, yes. my my hair is like a fair amount white and other colors. Um, but I, I don't think my hairline is ever going anywhere because like. Everybody in my family had all their hair into their 90s. So, no, you know, I, uh, we'll see when I hit 100. None of them made it to 100. So this I is mostly just the fact one. that in this one area of genetics between you and I, I am winning in that my hair is mostly still the color it is. The only area of genetics. I don't know. I think as much of yours is a different color, but you chose that with your dye. That's true. Yeah. That's true. 
Anyway, but again, okay. I, okay, okay, I won't rant about ageism, but like, I could, I could. It's just, it's one of those things that it feels like people can just get into with like carte blanche. Whereas, like, if you say things like that about race mm-hmm. or gender or orientation, like, you're just like, it's received so much differently. It's a well, huge peeve of mine. And here's the thing. God, we're going to get into another ethical topic. I think I wouldn't have made that joke 15 years ago. I make it now because the silver fox is a thing. Like, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally think yeah. if I, like, I, I don't, like, you know, I think people, their hair goes gray, it goes white. They still look damn good. So to me, that's yeah. why it's kind of a, like... I'm teasing you about it because it's honestly not a big deal. Sure, um, sure. Somebody, somebody did did give me a, a George Clooney comparison at one point referring to my hair. So mm-hmm. like, which obviously not right now as I basically buzzed it all off. But I was right. like, I'll take George Clooney. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a thing you can take. So we're wrapping up now. <laughs> wrapping up. Go, Google's in Madman to find Paul. Google the Ethical Panda to find me. Nothing else. Tell us what you think. The Ethical Panda. We're out. Go away. <laughs> hit stop. The podcast is over. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm going to hit stop and then I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs>